VegCast. 33 flavors of VegCast. VegCast. And every episode tastier than ice cream. VegCast. A full menu from first to last. VegCast. Hello everybody and welcome to the 33rd VegCast. That's the second VegCast for October 2007. And as always, we have got a full menu for you this time, a veritable cornucopia of podcasting fun and goodness uh, in keeping with the fall theme. Uh, We're going to be talking to a man named Dave Warwack, who's a vegan teacher who was fired by a school in Illinois for trying to get the word out to the students about veganism and about uh, what was going on with the promotion of milk in the school cafeteria and materials supplied by the USDA. And looking at the question of where do you draw the line in uh, what teachers can discuss uh, with their students and where do you draw the line in uh, being quiet or speaking out about something that uh, you know is right and he knows and he's going to be on talking with us about it. We also will have some music, of course, from uh, the world's most famous musical vegan. Uh, If you don't know who that is, then stick around and you'll find out that. And uh, we have, of course, a science fact, as always, and this one is not from a peer-reviewed scientific journal, but from the Associated Press about a scientific fact that uh, is projected to affect America greatly. So sit back, relax, and listen to this edition of Right now by phone, we have with us on VegCast Dave Warwack. Uh, the teacher who was fired from the Fox River Grove School in Illinois. Uh, Dave, welcome to VegCast. Hi, thanks for having me on. And thank you for being here. Now, the uh, the headlines about this uh, basically give a capsule version of the story. You went vegan, I believe, in January of this year, and uh, you were uh, first, I think, uh, suspended and then fired from the school for supposedly proselytizing, can you just give us a, uh, a you know, sort that out for me? Uh, do I have the story basically right there? Um, sure. Yeah, basically right. Um, be careful with words like proselytize, because then uh, you know that that um, clouds the issue. But um, <laughs> what had happened was uh, I, I had uh, changed the way I thinking in January and uh, started looking at things a lot differently and closer. And uh, it didn't take me long to figure out what was going on with the food and uh, stopped, stopped eating the meat and the dairy. And then uh, it, I, I saw that it was a sensitive issue in society, too. And, and as a teacher, I uh, feel kind of obligated to, to, to tell the truth and, and not to lie. And, and it looks like society has, has built up this big lie that uh, you know, we're eating animals. We, we call it a hamburger. You know, we call it bacon. We don't call it a cow or a pig, you know, and so, you know, everything is clouded. And uh, when I saw my students in, in school being mean to animals, uh, both on the, the Internet, and then they tell me stories of what they do down at the river with, with frogs. They drive knives right through the center of their bodies, and they uh, wiggle, and they laugh, and they, they think it's funny. And, and, you know, it takes hours for the thing to die in the sun, and then they go home, and they, they crush beetles, and, and they laugh, and it's competition who can kill the most. So I felt obligated to, to help 
uh, you know, show show the truth to, to the students. And so I, I came up with an activity that involved uh, taking care of a little peep for several days. And uh, other people in the school saw this going on, including the teachers and principal, and they all wanted to participate. You know, it was a, it was a kindness activity. Uh-huh. And then as an artist, I wanted to, to show them with my art how... Uh, things are in the world, a little dose of reality, and so I, I asked for their uh, peeps back at the end of the three days, and I used them in an art display, and in that art display, I had uh, peeps in cages and heads on the wall and roadkill, and I had some in pots and pans, and they flipped out. They just uh, overreacted. Uh, my principal ripped posters off the wall that had Einstein quotes about vegetarianism and Leonardo da Vinci quotes. And, you know, from a public school wall, just tearing it off the wall. And then uh, the teachers the, the teachers filed a petition behind my back uh, to remove any references of food from the art show. So, you know, I didn't want to ruffle feathers like that. I didn't realize that people would react that way. I knew it was a sensitive issue, but I, I didn't think it would, it would be that strong. But I, I guess what had happened was because they became attached to the materials that I used in my art, it, it had more meaning, and when they saw their their peeps being abused, you know, in this, this art display, they, they you know they they overreacted. But then uh, they filed a petition to remove any references of food, so I did that, and uh, I just took the whole show down. And this was uh, the end of last school year, um, still 2007, but it was in um, April and May. And so I took the whole show down, and I stopped working with animals, you know, <laughs> sensitive issue. But I couldn't live with myself knowing that. I'm, I'm running away just because people might get upset, um, you know, and, and I'm hiding this lie that I'm really not part of anymore. You know, I, I broke free of it when I became a vegan. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I get back after uh, teaching, or after uh, not teaching for a summer, I come back, and within a week I, I start looking around again, and it's bothering me again. I'm doing lunch supervision, and there's milk posters hanging on the wall in the cafeteria. And it bothers me, you know, that they ripped off the, the uh, Einstein quotes off the wall, but then they have these note posters up year year after year, uh, day after day, hanging up in, in, in the kids' faces. And then they're feeding them the milk and, and the meat. You can know, I, that's can just I like stop you? Sculptures only, it's much more powerful. They're, they're eating it, and it's becoming who they are. Can I just ask, um, in terms of the posters, what was what specific content, you know, what were the milk posters saying? Sure, the... Drinking milk is going to make you leaner, you know, and, and then it's going to make you, you cool, you know, and a celebrity. You know, that, right. that's just so deceiving. There shouldn't be any advertising in school, period, no matter what the product is, let alone something that's poison. Um, so I, I, had, uh, I didn't want to do to them what they did to me, so I went about it the right way, and I said um, to, to uh, Jerry, who, who runs food services, is the man that hung him up, I, I said, hey, Jerry, um, and what I did was I copied uh, chapter uh, got BS from John Robbins' Food Revolution. Right. And it's all about the milk posters. And so I gave it to him and I said, Jerry, can you please read this and consider taking the milk posters down? He says, no, no, I'm not going to read that. It's too big, too long to read. And I said, no, take you 10, 15 minutes to look through it. He says, uh, I don't think so. I, I, I like the posters. And I said, but they're, you know, they're kind of sending us a mixed message that uh, it's okay to drink milk and uh, makes you cool and really not true. And he says, oh, I like milk. Milk is good, you know, so we get into the, the thing. But I said, well, just read it and then uh, have an open mind. 
And he says, well, I don't think they're coming down, but I'll read it. You know, so a week goes by, and I, I say, hey, Jerry, did you get a chance to read that? He says, well, I read half of it, but I'm keeping the posters up. I don't believe this. And I say, this is from a book. And I show him the book. I, I page to the back with all the references to the medical journals and things. And, right. and, and he says, no, uh, I'm, I've always drank milk, and I'm healthy, so I'm keeping them up. And I said, Jerry, if you do that, I have to tell the kids the truth, uh, because... I don't want them to be deceived, and, and if I know about this lie, then I'm complicit in it and helping you carry it out. So he flipped out. He goes to the principal, who's already mad at me, who ripped posters off the wall last year and right. uh, was, you know, shattered his world of reality. He, he he comes to me and he yells at me and he says, "Don't you dare, you know, tell the kids anything about this, and you keep the kids out of this." Blah 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 blah, and uh, so. You know, I, I gave the kids, uh, their, I, I went out and I got them all their own book, uh, Food Revolution, and I passed them out, and I told them the truth about the milk posters, because they wouldn't take them down, so I told the kids. And and I said to the kids, I said, I want you to learn about this stuff and, and, and teach your parents and your friends, because I'm not going to be around any longer after this. They're probably going to fire me for this, but I want you to learn about this stuff and and, and, and Tell, tell your family and your friends. And so they go home, <laughs> and they sit down at the table, and, you know, the mom and dad serve them the meat, and they're shaking their head, no, they don't want to eat it. And they're like, well, why not? And they say, well, you know, there's a... Uh, it's bad for for the planet, or it's mean to the animal, or it's, it's bad for my health. You know, a million reasons. And 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 then they say, well, did Mr. Warwick put you up to this? And then uh, they say, no, Mr. Warwick said never say uh, Mr. Warwick said, which is which is part of my philosophy, and I can explain that. Uh, you know, if you want to hear that. But they go. So then the parents call up the school and they say he he told them to keep it a secret. Now, this is the most insane thing that I've ever heard in my life. If I'm the guy that is exposing the big secret <laughs> that we're eating animals, how am I keeping it a secret? You know, and, and that's just the insanity of, of it all. It seems like the, the thing that they have a problem with themselves, they accuse me of. And it's like a mirror, and it's been going on a lot. This town is just very backwards. So and so now, uh, as things stand at the time of this interview, uh, they they have uh, fired you, or they're they're trying to fire you. You're, you're appealing that decision, and now there's a, a question over whether uh, you can have access uh, to it's the transcripts from a the meeting to make that decision. Is that right? Yes, yes, and uh, they they fired me. They they railroaded me out, and and I I said. Uh, in our very first meeting, I said, this is not about me. Don't make me out to be the bad guy. I said, this is about uh, the administrators not doing their job, um, teaching the, the teachers how to teach humane education. And, 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 and I said, I refuse to let you make this about me. And I said, it's about you. And so that meeting ended because they would not answer one question that I had. And they wanted me to sit there and answer uh, you know, a million questions. They had this huge booklet of, of, of all the things I did wrong. And, and they prepared, stayed up late night to do it. But I couldn't ask one question, so I left the meeting. And then it went to the next level, which is the Board of Ed, to fire me. And then we went behind closed doors. They gave me three minutes in front of the public, but then we went behind closed doors, and they listened to me for a half hour, and then they said, okay, you know, we've heard enough. And, and then uh, I find out later that it was a unanimous decision to fire me. 
And and so I appealed it, and and now it's to the Illinois State Board of Education level where they picked five people who are uh, supposed to be neutral uh, hearing officers, and out of those five, we we, we uh, process of elimination. I picked the name first to withdraw. We, we've arrived at one name now of Suntrup, uh, who will hear the case, and he will decide whether um, I have grounds to to appeal the the decision to terminate me. In that case, they tried to rush through for today, but they actually um, have to wait now until next week. And I've asked for records of our last meeting that was behind closed doors, and they refused to give them to me. <laughs> How can I prepare myself for defense? This is just going to be another railroad job right out the door, just like before, only we're going to have someone who's neutral listening to it. And so, you know, there's a twist there, and, and, and depending on uh, the fairness of, of that whole process, we'll see where it goes next. So let me just be sure I understand. The transcripts that you're asking for, There, you had one meeting earlier on that was a public meeting that you left before that meeting was early, but the transcripts in this case are the ones from a closed-door meeting that the public would otherwise have no knowledge of what was going on in there. Is that right? That's right. And that is that is I'm not familiar with Illinois uh, education law or anything, but is that something that, in another circumstance, somebody could expect to get uh, such transcripts, or it's because you're the defendant? It's a it's a question of having you have access to all the evidence that they're going to have. Is that you understand what I'm saying? What's the the basis on sure. which that would well, that would rest? Yeah, I, I know what you're getting at. There's there's uh, disclosure and then there's preliminary disclosure. Right. And and they have an obligation to to provide these transcripts, especially since that was the meeting that was uh, you know gathering information to fire me for. So when when I ask for them and they say no, what they're doing is making it difficult for me at every step of the way. They don't want to cooperate in any way. So you know. Lawyer have to file an injunction to, to get these records, and and it's funny because they want to speed this thing through, but they're slowing it down with garbage moves like that. You know what? Are, what are they hiding? You know what? And, and it's and it's really sad too that they had um, every other uh, you know um, letter crossed and every letter dotted and and you know and everything done within the the, the time frame and everything exactly that they're supposed to do with with getting people to sign for things. Everything was done as best it could be to get me out of there. But as soon as I start defending myself, well, then they get they, they, they get lazy and they get an attitude. And they're like, no, we're not going to give you that. Right. Well, they had no problem, uh, you know, sending off a, a, a certified letter for me to sign for it because I'm terminated, you know, within you know this time frame. And they have no problem uh, fighting, you know, me getting unemployment and anything like that. Well, let me ask you then, uh, when you said that when you were handing out the Food Revolution books to uh, the kids, uh, you had an inkling then that you might be fired for it. So at at that point, what was going through your mind as a best-case scenario for for how this was going to come out? Or or now, do you see, I mean, if if the, the you win your appeal, uh, do you see... Uh, the, the chance of the district or the school itself actually reversing these policies of having the posters up, or what would you like to see specifically happen? Sure. Um, well, in, in the end, what I would like is uh, to have the, the posters down for the school to serve a, a vegan lunch, no milk, no meat, and then, uh, you know, I understand that there's a lot of uh, bad feelings towards me in the town, and, you know, it, it, 
my my main issues are at this point them changing the the school lunch and and then um you know taking those posters down okay well let's look at the other scenario where if you run out of options they take it uh you take it or they just deny your right to appeal do you have a specific plan then are you going to are you going to pick at the school or are you going to just walk away and say i've had enough of this district or what yeah well you know the the system is has many safeguards and it's designed to maintain the status quo so you know i'm i'm going to fight it every step of the way and we'll see how far i get um you know but if if i hit a roadblock you know i'll 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 bash into it a little harder but at this point if they refuse uh to to um, appeal uh, here, even here, appeal and say that, oh yeah, you know, you had every right to do what you were doing. If they refuse that and they say you're fired, that's the Illinois State Board of Education. Then I can uh, put the blame on them for their decision. You know, each time someone makes a decision and it's their fault at that point. And, and so, you know, that, it, then I can file um, civil charges and sue them. You know, and and it would go into a civil court. Right now, this is this is just. Illinois um, school code proceedings of you know which which have a lot of legal um, standing and, and basis and merit in the system. Uh-huh. So, just looking at this, uh, the larger issue, which um, I mean, a lot of parents who are not you know that versed in veganism, uh, to them, let's say this this may look like a teacher coming in and saying you know I want to. Uh, introduce you all to uh, Jesus Christ, and you have to accept him as your Lord and Savior, or I want to teach you about Allah or about these Hindu but, but gods. And they may say, well, this is inappropriate for this teacher. And the problems that I have problems with when people um, assume these things, you know, don't compare it to religion, don't compare it to sex, don't compare it to anything, don't, don't replace uh, the word... Uh, veganism with anything else and say, does that make it okay? Well, uh-huh. no, those are different things. If you want to talk about veganism and, and diet and, and, and their kid living longer and, and uh, healing the planet and, and showing compassion and, and ending school shootings, you know, this is definitely an educational thing and teachers have a, a moral obligation to society uh, to identify problems and to work on these things. That's That's what teaching is supposed to be about and and we are so far behind in this country with education and it's getting out of hand it's spiraling out of control it's only october and we're already getting into school shootings you know it used to be a a rare thing at the end of the year you'd hear about tensions you know rising in schools and now Mm -hmm. it's only october and there's been a bunch you know this is ridiculous well and i'm you know i can see where you're going with the school shooting things but i have to again say to the normal parent who's just coming at this cold uh they may not see that connection so i'm wondering do you have any suggestions for if there are other teachers out there uh who want to get some of this message across as to uh, you know strategies that might work strategies that might best be uh kind of left for later in terms of uh how you get some of these important points across to the students and to their parents. Sure. Well, you know, my situation is not um, going to be like everyone else's. My situation is extreme. I'm in the center of, of meat and dairy land. So when I stood up 
and, and made a stand. I was fighting the hardest thing possible where I'm at. You know, it depends where you're at. If you're in New right. York, in California, it's much more progressive. The attitude, even in Wisconsin, um, you, you'd be surprised. Um, but they've lived with, uh, you know, farming, and, and they see what it does to health. And they've had um, mothers and fathers who died, and brothers and sisters from all these diseases from um, meat and dairy. So, so they they're progressive. But for a teacher in in say, um, you know, out in California, they're they're gonna they're gonna be much more receptive. And the best ways to to That's what I, I did. I went to the administration. They refused to even read anything about it or talk about it. They refused. Now, at that point, I, 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 you know, I'm running up against the wall, and, and I could turn away and just give up and say, um, you know, there's a big wall there. I can't do it. Or I can just you know, keep running against the wall. But for a teacher that, that doesn't have that big wall up, Talk to your administrators. You know, talk talk to them and say, um, "Hey, this, this is what's going on. Show them the big picture. Show them that it's connected with school shootings, that it's connected with pollution and starvation, it's connected with war, it's connected with the healthcare crisis. This solves so many problems." And the two things that a teacher can do is look into humane education laws, because in Illinois uh, and 12 other states, there's laws in the school codes that are the driving force of all curricula that, that have humane education uh, laws on the books. Now, think of it this way as a vegan. If, if, if humane education is all about teaching uh, uh, students and children how to uh, be appreciative of, of each other and Uh, their pets, and not just their pets, but all animals, and not just uh, animals and each other, but our, but our homes, and not just our home, but our earth. You know, right. and so how can you serve them a school lunch that is chopped up animals and, you know, milk that's been drained out of their bodies, you know, just horrendous treatment? How can you be a part of that and then teach them humane education? You can't. So you have the twofold. You have to, to teach humane education and switch to a vegan lunch. Switching to a vegan lunch is going to show the kids that, that you care. And when they see that you care, they'll care. And that's, that's what has to happen in education. Granted, parents are, are going to be behind always. There's going to be some that are far ahead, but there's going to be people that are behind that don't know about vegan diets that haven't done any research. Right. But if they do the research and they find out that their, their kid's going to live longer and be healthier and going to heal the planet, why would they be against it? Just because it's what they've done? That's wrong. So anyone with intelligence is going to switch. And then hopefully um, administrators that the teachers talk to aren't going to be like mine. My administrators are afraid of change. They're, uh, they maintain the status quo. They'll put more energy in maintaining the status quo than making a simple change for, for, for real good. You know, and so... I encourage teachers to really press the issue. Hey, I pressed it. I'm in the worst possible spot in the country. I lost my job. If you press it and you're in New York or in California, you're going to have success with it. How cool would it be, be the first vegan school? Why don't we have vegan schools across the country? This is ridiculous. Why are we serving the kids things that are going to kill them? It makes no sense, and it's not uh, our fault as vegans. Why are we the bad guys in this, and then made out to be the ones keeping a secret. We're telling the truth. Truth belongs in schools. Belongs in schools, not lies. Okay. Well, we're, uh, we've pretty much uh, run out of time here, but uh, this is an ongoing story, so I hope uh, we may be able to check back with you in a future VegCast and see how things 
are turning out there. But in the meantime, uh, if there are, uh, say, teachers or just people, members of the public, that want to get some of these facts that you're alluding to, uh, you do have a website. Should we, should we uh, mention that? Yes, please Here do. That would be great. Um, it's, it's at inslide, I-N-S-L-I-D-E, inslide.com. And uh, I've got a lot of links there. Uh, a great book that people can read, too, A World Peace Diet by Will Tuttle. You know, that, he, he really nails it down, World Peace Diet yep. by Will Tuttle. He, he tells how, how it happens to, to us when we're young and we lose our, our spirituality and connectedness to the world. Right, and, and, and we... That's uh, a big problem. I will add a link to uh, our previous uh, VegCast where we where we interviewed Will about that book uh, to our show notes for this one, so that if people hear that, they can uh, they can get more info on that. And uh, perhaps you'll have teachers uh, coming there and uh, start an actual network or something that uh, concerned teachers that actually want to do things can share ideas on uh, on what might work to get this uh, information out there. Who knows? Okay. Excellent, and thanks for having me on, Ben. Okay, Dave Warwick, thanks for being on VegCast.
the world-famous vegan musician I referred to at the outset. It is, of course, Moby doing something there that uh, not everybody associates with Moby, which is singing a straightforward pop song. We All Are Made of Stars, and that is from his album 18. And now it is time to turn from stars to our science Our science fact for this VegCast is a news story this time from the Associated Press. It's science-based. It's not from a peer-reviewed journal, but uh, it's important enough that I think uh, we're going to bend the rules a little bit this time. The story is much of U.S. could see a water shortage. The lead is that the government projects that at least 36 states will face water shortages within five years. Because of a combination of rising temperatures, drought, population growth, urban sprawl, waste, and excess. Is it a crisis? If we don't do some decent water planning, it could be, says Jack Hoffberg, executive director of the Denver-based American Water Works Association. Uh, the story goes through various states and what their particular problems are and some of the solutions that they are coming up with it mentions more statistics such as the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, United Nations Network of Scientists, said this year that by 2050, up to 2 billion people worldwide could be facing major water shortages. Uh, that's about a third of the current Earth's population. Uh, the U.S. used more than 148 trillion gallons of water in 2000, the latest figures available from U.S. Geological Survey. That includes residential, commercial, agriculture, manufacturing, and every other use. Almost 500,000 gallons per person. And the uh, the kicker of all this at the very end uh, is just a quote from Benjamin Grumble's Assistant Administrator for Water at the Environmental Protection Agency. The need to reduce water waste and inefficiency is greater now than ever before. So maybe now people will look at the waste and inefficiency of throwing away water, essentially, by using it to irrigate crops specifically to feed food animals. Uh, now, the issue of what the ratio is between how much water it takes to raise, say, a pound of wheat and a pound of beef is a contentious one, and I'm not going to wade into that issue on this particular VegCast, uh, but I am going to be doing some follow-up on that uh, so that I can get exact numbers for you. Uh, but the estimates range from a ratio of uh, 1 to 3. That's the meat, the American Meat Institute's actual uh, preferred ratio, that beef only takes three times as much water uh, for a pound of it as does wheat, uh, to 1 to 200 times as much water. Uh, so the main point is that let's pretend for a moment that the American Meat Institute's figures are correct and everybody else studying this has somehow missed the key facts that the American Meat Institute have been able to marshal and have come up with this 1 to 3 ratio. Well, just as one example, for every pound of beef that an American ate, they instead were eating a pound of wheat, would they not be reducing their overall water consumption by two-thirds? That is, that is the low ball that the, the American Meat Institute has put forward. Uh, and we're taking that and saying that, yes, just by their estimate, 
in that one instance, people would be reducing their water consumption by two-thirds. And, of course, it extrapolates from there into all the other ratios between all the other plant and animal food products in which, of course, the plant products uh, take much, much less water. Why? Because that's an efficient use of water. You use water to irrigate the plants and then you eat the plants. But of course, uh, Americans happen to prefer a very inefficient system, a system of excess, as pointed out in this uh, initial uh, lead of this article, uh, one where plants are eaten by animals in great quantities and the animals eventually convert that into protein that people can then eat having used up a much larger number of plants. So all I'm saying is that the fact that we are now looking down the barrel of an actual water shortage uh, means that we have got to actually get serious about what water waste is and water inefficiency and water excess, and all of those apply to the continued use of water in raising livestock. And that is indeed, whether or not it happens to be situated in a peer-reviewed science journal, something which anybody with a brain in their head would be able to recognize as a science fact. Okay, that's going to be just about it for this VegCast, which will be coming out the day before the last day of October this time. That last day of October being Halloween, of course, we'll just take this opportunity to remind everybody out there that if you have kids that are trick-or-treating, to not assume that uh, something labeled dark chocolate is actually vegan as uh, Hershey is now putting out a bunch of so-called dark chocolates. And the company seems unable to release any product that does not contain milk. Just a word to the wise. Okay, I'm on my way out of here, but... Thanks to all of you for downloading this. And uh, remember, if you are not subscribing, you can subscribe to VegCast at iTunes. And uh, thanks, of course, to Dave Warwick for uh, talking to us about his experiences uh, in trying to get the word out about veganism. Thanks to Moby for allowing me to play his music on VegCast. And in that vein, remember that we all are made of stars. And with that of mind, please... Get out there and live like you mean it. Veg-cast.